0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode two of season three of The Informed Catholic. So before we begin, please let's subscribe and share to this podcast. It will be a great help. It would uh, let Anchor, Spotify, and all the other podcast platforms know that people actually like this podcast and they continue to distribute it. So, Um, now that we got that out of the way, let's begin with a prayer in the name of the father, son, and Holy spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask blessed Mary ever virgin. All the angels and saints and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, and Kiri eleison. So... You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. <clears throat> In name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So, um, the antiphon is from Barak, chapter 5, verse 5. Entrance antiphon. Arise, Jerusalem, and look to the east, and see your children gathered from the rising to the setting of the sun. Arise, Jerusalem, look to the east, and see your children gathered from the rising to the setting of the sun. Arise, Jerusalem, look to the east, and see your children gathered from the rising to the setting of the sun. Amen. May the splendor of your majesty, O Lord. We pray shed its light upon our hearts that we may pass through the shadow of this world and reach the brightness of our eternal home. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. And the. The. Um, First reading is going to be from Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 to 6 The glory of the Lord shines upon the glory of the Lord shines upon you rise up in splendor Jerusalem your light has come the glory of the Lord shines upon you see darkness covers the earth and thick clouds cover the people but upon you the Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light, and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant. At what you see, your heart shall throb and overf- overflow. For the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. dromedaries from Midian and Ephah. All from Sheba shall come, bearing gold and frankincense, and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. Word of the Lord thanks be to god the um responsible psalm is from psalm 72 and the response is lord every nation on earth will adore you O god with your judgment endow the king and with your justice the king's son he shall govern your people with justice and your afflicted ones with judgment Lord, every nation on earth shall will adore you. Justice shall flower in his days, and in profound peace till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The kings of Tarshish and the isles shall offer gifts. The kings of Arabia and Seba shall bring tribute. All the kings shall pay him homage. All nations shall serve him. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out, and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The second reading is from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 2 to 3, 5 and 6. Now it has been revealed that the Gentiles are co-heirs of the promise. Reading from letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. You have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and the prophets by the Spirit that the Gentiles Gentiles, are core heirs members of the same body and co-partners in the promises in Christ Jesus through the gospel I'll read it one more time you have heard of the stewardship of God of God's grace the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me before your for your benefit namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation it was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promises in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia Antiphon. Alleluia, alleluia. We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. Alleluia, alleluia. We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. <clears throat> alleluia, alleluia. The um, alternate uh, antiphon is, uh, behold the Lord, The um, sorry, the brightness of of God illumining the holy city of Jerusalem. And the nations will walk. By its light. That's, I'm sorry that's the communion antiphon. We're doing the um, the antiphons. Are actually from. Uh, from the. Um, vigil. No, last night's vigil. But it's the readings are still pretty much the same. Gospel of Matthew. Readings from the holy gospel. According to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of uh, King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born, they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophets, and you, O Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring him word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, they prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Gospel the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The, the um the greatest offense against against god today is is the um, the denial of the incarnation everything that happens today is denial of the incarnation child sacrifice is the denial of the incarnation. The murder of the unborn is an offense against the incarnation of Christ, which is why, technically, why it's it's so wrong. I mean, think about it. Now you hear... Even, <laughs> I hate to say this, but it's so sad. I mean, even the Holy Father says we talk about abortion too much. You hear bishops, bishops saying that abortion is not a the primary important thing, like the one from California, I wish I could remember his name. I think he, um, I think he has an Irish last name. I just can't remember his name right now. But think about it. Now, they can abort a child. Past nine months, nine months, past nine months. This is all an attack against the incarnation of our Lord. The fact that he, that God became flesh and dwelt amongst us. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. This is why it keeps persisting. This is why it is important. This is why we are suffering now from all this lockdown The fact remains is if you can permit a child, if you can make a law that can snuff out the life of the unborn, you snuff out faith in the incarnation. You take human life and you say it's nothing. There's nothing special about human life. This is why we have all this. This is why this, this, this battle about abortion continues. Look what just happened in Argentina. They were celebrating in Argentina. Now ask them, do they really believe that the word became flesh? Now, if you can take away faith in the incarnation, what does that say about the Eucharist? What does that say about the Christian faith? Why do you think this whole thing about about another religion after Christianity comes along that denies that God had a son? A couple of days ago, we had a reading where he who denies the father and the son is not of God, is of the Antichrist. This was in John's letter. So think about it very carefully. If you deny that God came and took on human nature, right during the time when the when the incarnation reigns supreme, think about it. The first thing when Columbus um, came across the New World. When he came here into the New World, and the the Spanish conquistadors discovered among the Aztecs and some of these um, native native cultures here was human sacrifice. Human sacrifice. These people would stand in long rows right and then climb up these um, these pyramids to have their heart ripped out from their chest it was a horrifying thing a nightmarish thing for these for these Spaniards to see but this was again a denial of ...of the sacredness of humanity... ...an attack against the Incarnation. And now you have scholars today... ...some of them calling themselves New Testament scholars... ...very funny... ...who call themselves New Testament scholars... ...who deny the validity of the New Testament... ...who deny that the New Testament is true... ...again, attack against Christ... All this is about the incarnation to deny the validity of Christ the validity, the truth, the greatest event in human, everything that came before was pointing towards the incarnation. Even child sacrifice that happened in lands such as um, Canaan, even the Jews falling into that was all about Stopping the event of, of, the, of the incarnation. The sin. All the events that pointed to it. Abraham willing. To sacrifice his son. Was slowly. a, a, a God pointing to the greatest. This great event that will come. And that was important. But, you know, and then the Jews falling into that blasphemy, falling into it. Caesars calling themselves gods was all and, and everything. Empires rising and falling. The destruction of the Jewish temple. The, uh, the, you know, the need for the Jews to survive, their faith to survive and their race to survive was all about the incarnation Herod, Herod's madness that the idea that a king will take away his earthly kingdom and then him slowly, and then him just ordering the death of all the newborn under two years of age. He was demonically and satanically possessed. Everything was about Christ. Everything was about, uh, everything was about stopping him from coming into the world, stopping humanity from, from, from recognizing that, that, it, that their fallen nature has been made hum- made divine. That was, was, the, that was, this was whole, all, all, all it was about. But try telling that to people today. Do they understand that? Do they comprehend that? No. Instead, they want their sexual rights. They want their sexual freedom. They want their liberation. They want their abortion. They call it health care. How do you call murdering the unborn health care? Take everything, twist it around, pervert it, mock it. That's what's all about. Argentina the Pope's own homeland. And he goes on talking about the ecology, climate change. It's hard to understand, but this is exactly what's happening. And we, who are devout Catholics, we talk about it too much. We should focus on other things, such as you know, oh, focus about the environment. Focus about uh, finding renewable energy. These are the things we should we need to focus on. It's it's unbelievable, but it's true. And you know, it's you know to talk about it, then you are fanatical. You are backwards. That's it. All right, we're going to go into the creed now. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Our Father, I'm going to say it once in Latin and then in English. Pater noster quies in Celis, Santa Ficetro Nomen tuum, Adviniad regnum tuum, Fiat valentas tua, Secur in et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie et demiti nobis diepta nostra, secureit nos demitimos, dieptoribus nostris, et ne nos in dugas in tatacinam, nos amalo. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Right, All right, so um, it's true what I said earlier about uh, our reflection on the What's going on today with, um, with the attacks against the Incarnation? Because it, it has to be. When you have the Pope's own homeland legalize abortion, the Pope's own homeland... Now maybe that's not a big thing because they were always talking about it, but you know what's going to happen now. The rest of South America is going to follow. The rest of South America is going to follow. And it's like you take two steps forward, a hundred thousand steps backward, and that's and that's true. You got to really, um think about it what is it what is it that's going on why is the catholic church in such a mess why do we have bishops that seem to not care why do we have so many catholics are so many detached detached from their faith they want to call themselves catholic but at the same time they don't want the spiritual reality the supernatural reality of their faith it's because they've lost it they were never given it in the beginning when we had this desperation um for some reason we've i it had to happen they say possibly around the time when the kennedys uh took the, the White House. And this desperation to become to become mainstream American, um, American Catholic emphasis more on the American, less emphasis on, the, on, the, on the, the faith of being Catholic because being Catholic was like to them, less American. Which is why being Catholicism was not seen, maybe to some they believed it as not American. You should be more American, less Catholic. You know, I've heard lines similar to that, especially being a Middle Easterner. You know, shouldn't be so Middle Eastern. People always use would say would throw that in, you should be more American but then now we are more obsessed now with identity of our race you know in our in in our in our present american climate as you notice identity color is very emphasized and how did faith get in the way of that i don't know i mean you go down south to some of these places where they have revivals or evangelicalism it doesn't seem to come across them once that they're not being American right especially among the Pentecostals the Charismatics it doesn't seem to come at all across their mind the problem was is that Catholicism um, had a, a different kind of structure to it and the Pope was seen as a foreign leader a foreign power that you know basically um in, you know looked to a lot of these people as strange what they didn't understand they hated what they refused to comprehend or look into a little bit more they hated it that's that that is that's something i read a lot which it, which has happened but you know now of course we you know the battle between trads we have trads and one end uh, those who uh, who believe in the traditional Latin mass, which is, I'm not against, I am totally for, I'm totally for this. On the other hand, um, you have the liberals on the far end of the spectrum, trads on, on the other end of the spectrum of the ruler, let's say on the scale, and then you have the, the progressives on the far, far other end. Now somewhere in the middle you got the uh, Vatican II, right? Depending on which how, how far you close to you are to the other end of the of the scale, you're closer to the liberal. Now, if you are an Orthodox Catholic and you embrace Vatican II and you embrace uh, the uh, the traditionalism of let's say John Paul II. And the 16th you're going to go somewhere a little bit closer to the middle. Now, um, you could be SSPX, depend, depending on what kind of trad, because there's different kind of trads, all right? There's different kind of orthodox. You could be SSPX way on the other end of the spectrum, on the other end of the scales. And that one would be uh, rejection of Vatican II, Pre nineteen sixty nine or whatever missile, right? And then you have, um, then you have that complexity of, of how close are you in the middle, closer to the others. If you're closer to the others, then you could maybe find something. But that's that is a different argument right there, unfortunately. And the more the more you're gonna get into it, the more you're gonna find yourself collateral damage, unfortunately. Because you're going to find a lot of people are going to be very, very defensive. They're going to take this very, very personal. And uh, unfortunately, I think it, it's not played out yet completely. Meaning what I mean by played out is um, nobody really knows where they stand yet. Nobody knows where they stand. And that's that's a sad problem because unfortunately... Let's say, like, say someone like Dr. Taylor Marshall. Um, It's sad when I found out him and Tim Gordon don't see eye to eye anymore. That's why Tim Gordon no longer appears at the Dr. Taylor Marshall show because Dr. Taylor Marshall has developed a far more closer relationship uh, with the with the SSPX. I don't know how much he's willing to associate with the SSPX. Because there's a big controversy with the SSPX, so the, the Society of St. Peter, where they, these are the guys who say only the Latin Mass, but they also have, unfortunately, because um, groups like Church Militant have been investigating the SSPX and they found that there's um child, um child abuse scandal among the Society of St. Peter. Or Saint Pius, I can't remember their name. Unfortunately, right now, they're they're very traditionalists, and a lot of people get very very offended when about church militants, investigation. So that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of you're going to find yourself a lot of collateral damage. All right, uh, I'm going to end it here. Um, it's very exhausting. Uh, the shutdown's still going on, and they're talking about another. Second and third strain coming out, and that's unfortunate. we got to get through this week and find out what happens as we get through this week. Will we have, uh, because once we go past this week and we're heading towards January 20th, we have to find out who's going to be inaugurated. Either it's going to be Biden or Trump. And then we'll know exactly what the new year is going to be like. All right, folks, God bless, and I'll be back again soon.